Begin laser ignition sequence. Begin laser ignition! And that will do it. The beam will be lit. Sacramento, stand up. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Beam Fiends. Special episode today. We have two beams, one pod. Had uh, had a rough weekend this week, and I think I got food poisoning Friday night after Hunter and I saw Hunger Games, which was okay. Decent movie. Hunter, what do we think about Hunger Games? Um, it was a decent representation of the book, but the movie was okay. Give a rating for us out of 10. Book was definitely... Book was definitely better. We'll give it. We'll give it like a seven point five. Seven point five. It was. It was definitely watchable. I don't know about rewatchable. If you get, if you understand what I mean by that, it was definitely a one watch. I thought Rachel Ziegler was good in it. She's she's been uh, in the news lately. A lot of controversy with her, but I thought she was good. I don't know. It was it was a good movie. We uh, yeah, we had a good Friday night, and then woke up. Uh, the Kings beat the Spurs. 129, 120, and so we were we could have done a post game pod, but instead we went to the movies. We were going to do an early Saturday morning pod, but your boy was out of action, throwing up from six a.m. to like five p.m. and uh, yeah, so no pod on yesterday, or so we're gonna just double it up. We're kind of gonna run through the Spurs game. It was the Kings' second play-in game. First time we got uh, to see the Kings against uh, Victor Wimbanyama. And, yeah, he lived up to the hype. That dude's a, a freak of freak of nature. He might be the best player in the NBA in two years. What do you think, Hunter? <laughs> oh, dude, the game, was, the game was awesome. The start was terrible. Victor looked really good to start the game. I think... He actually also had a negative 31 plus minus. So maybe take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, in a game where Victor Wimanyama yeah, looked good and was also the second best center on his team, the, the Spurs gave the Kings everything they could handle in that game. It was fun. The atmosphere was great. We were on ESPN for the second night in a row. The Spurs played like a team that has two ESPN games for the rest of the season. They were, come, they were playing really hard. The pace was fantastic. But uh, Wimby's good, you know? He's gonna be. He's gonna have fine numbers because getting numbers is pretty easy on a bad team. But he's just gonna be up and down and consistent all year long. And I feel like this game was a microcosm of that of what his season long struggles are gonna be because he looked good for about three minutes and then was unplayable for about five minutes and then fantastic. Yeah. He was up down sideways. He was all over the place. Yeah, but man, some of the dunks that he was getting. You just do everything offensively. So, yeah, he was definitely fun to watch. Uh, but we just, it, it was a, a, um, a very lackadaisical start, very uninspiring performance from the supporting cast. And uh, De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, and Monk just kind of did what they had to do. And those are our three best players uh, offensively scoring the ball consistently on a nightly basis and playmaking and really um, making this team go. I know we talk about Keegan being the number three guy, but really if um, Keegan's not creating enough for him 
himself yet and others to really, I think, uh, be more important to this team than Malik Monk is right now. Um, and I thought Malik was really important in this Spurs game, just times where he was just hitting threes um, when we really needed them, keeping us kind of around and not... Uh, I don't know. That, that would have been a really bad bad loss to uh, a Spurs team early on the road trip of a six-game game road trip where they're going to play in New Orleans twice and then still play Dallas. And then who do we who are the last two? Uh, we play uh, New Orleans and then we play double New Orleans and then Timberwolves and then we come home for the Warriors on the yeah. 20th. Yeah, that's geez. So you couldn't lose this one of the Spurs, and De'Aaron just took over. De'Aaron had 43. And honestly, we're not going to say a whole lot about this game because this is a game they should have won. And it was tied going into halftime. They were up one going into the fourth and then ended up closing it out. Winning by nine, De'Aaron Fox, 43 points, seven assists, eight rebounds. DeMontis Sabonis, 27 and 14, seven assists. And Malik had 20 with eight assists. Like, those, those three just... They balled out. They didn't really get much production from anybody else. Herter ended up, ended up hurting his finger in this game. Um, not much from really anybody it's else. Ugly uh, Keegan box and score, Harrison man. both struggled. Yeah, it really is outside of of De'Aaron. But those are this is what we've been talking about is when we don't get uh, supporting cast games. The fact that we can still put up 129 points because De'Aaron says, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna um, through the first seven games that he's played, eight games that he's played, he's going to lead the league in scoring, averaging 32 a game. And and tonight was was that. I think that's the most minutes he's played at 40 outside of the overtime games that they played. But he was just the best player on the court. Uh, Plain and simple. He, is there a player in the league right now with De'Aaron's shot making with his three-point shooting right now that scores easier than he does? I don't think there is. I mean, there's, there's guys that go about it differently. You know, Giannis is dominant from a physical standpoint. But he doesn't make scoring look easy. It's, do you think there's a guy in the league right now that scores as easily as De'Aaron Fox can get can score? Um, I mean, KD, Booker. It's weird because De'Aaron, I, I, I know what you're asking. I think other guys will say, well, that that shot was maybe a little bit contested, but it was still an easy shot. De'Aaron just, the shots that he makes a lot of the times and the separation that he gets is phenomenal. And so he he really does get whatever shot that he really wants. So in that regard, he from the aesthetic view and from the fans' point of view, you're like, yeah, this dude can get whatever shot he wants and does make it look. I mean, Shea makes it look pretty easy too, but this is a new level of Fox that we're seeing. Um it's it's fun to watch. So that zero complacency. To answer your question, I, I don't really know. I mean, Luca does, doesn't make it look that easy. Kyrie, uh, a few years ago, he made it look pretty easy. Um, from a guard, like Steph does not make it look easy. Steph, everything looks so hard when Steph does stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the level of difficulty on the shots that Steph makes is. It's the reason we call it step yeah, it's unreal. Because he makes it look effortless, but it's ridiculous. So, Fox took 
11 threes again tonight. So if we're going to, or not tonight, but uh, Friday night against the Spurs. So if we're going to keep seeing Fox take double digit threes and make them at, at 38%, then this dude's unlocked. And he's, he's nasty, man. Like, I really think this, this isn't going to go away. I think he's going to be right at 30 points every single night. And the way he gets 30 is a little bit different than how some other guys get 30. Cause he's once again, the fourth quarter, the leading fourth quarter score, <laughs> leading fourth quarter score in the NBA, averaging like 9.9 points in the fourth quarter, had 14 against San Antonio in the fourth. And like, when you're doing it like that and can make clutch baskets and every time your team needs a basket, you can be that guy. Even throughout the course of the game, he does that. But especially in the fourth, it's, I don't know, man, it's incredible. I think like that that's really all I have to say about this game. Yeah, it was just a two-man horse. You know, Malik was, was the complimentary piece that we needed to get us over the top. But all season long, man, it's going to be a two, it's a, it's a two-man driving force with this with this team, and there's not many duos that are more reliable on a night-to-night basis with the Kings. And these two games that we're going to be talking about tonight is just a microcosm of what we're going to be doing with all season long. It's just going to be Fox and Sabonis just pounding teams into oblivion with speed and yeah, and fuck and just pure man strength on Sabonis's part. And once again, Sabonis thirteen shots gets twenty-seven points. Played his game. Um, started to shoot the ball. Played his game. Um, yeah. So Kings win 129-120. We're just going to kind of dive more right into the Mavs game because I think, once again, this should have been its own pod, but circumstances. And we don't want to get too far behind. The Kings play again tomorrow as we're recording this on Sunday night. This will be out Monday morning. Um, so we don't want to get too far behind. So two beams in one pod. So we're going to jump right into uh, the Kings-Mavs game, which the Mavs have been one of the best teams, the number one scoring offense in the league. And uh, Kings came out. The pace of this game was just incredible for one um, from the jump. Um, But I think our first note is, is Fox and Sabonis came out hot once again, right? Yeah, man, Fox and Sabonis come out as the starters. They've done this more this year than any other season. They've came out as the driving force to get the rest of the team going, and they did the same exact thing here. Sabonis getting it going down low, getting to the line a couple times, setting the setting the tone. But Fox was just all over the place, hitting shots with ease, and just re- set the tone for the rest of his game where he would end up making six threes and sitting out half of the fourth quarter. Yeah, really fun game just overall. Um, I love this matchup because this is one of those games where Sabonis can kind of come and do it, do whatever he wants all night. Um, These are the games that we talk about. Sabonis just comes in and kicks kicks the ass of the opposing big, Um, especially a rookie in Derek Lively who is 180 pounds soaking wet. I mean, he's, he's 7'1", 19-year-old, but he just had no shot in this game. And Sabonis kind of from the jump was was uh, just dominant. I think the thing that really kept Hallis in this game for really the first 
At least in the first quarter, I, I really through the first three quarters. Uh, I mean, the Kings went up eleven at the end of the third, but we'll get we'll get there. Uh, but the first quarter was a the story of free throws, free throws, free throws, of Luca just kind of playing the Luca Harden role, which I hate to say, but but the more I mean, this would be a really frustrating team to watch on a nightly basis. Uh, I just don't love watching ISO basketball as much as I do like watching Luca and Kyrie both play. But man, they they just have so many times where they do have have zero movement and spacing gets bad. They do nothing but tr- they do nothing but switch off with each other on like they have sets and they run sets, but there's many times in the game where they'll go. They'll go through those sets like three or four times, then they'll have one possession where it's like, okay, I'm just going to set up and do iso ball this this possession, and then Kyrie sees that and he goes, okay, now I'm going to set up and do iso ball, and they do, and then they go through three or four minutes to this lull, and it's either a highlight where ESPN is saying Lucas scored 15 points in four minutes, or it's a run for the Kings or whoever team they're playing yeah. against when they go into that type of basketball. I feel like they're going to be an up and down team. They're going to be a playoff team for sure. I don't think they're going to be a top four team. Um, they're a more dangerous team in the postseason definitely. than they are in, the, in a regular season. I matchup. think they're going to go. And they're a tough regular season matchup. I too. think they're going to go on runs where they'll lose five five in a row here and there because um, they just didn't they didn't show up tonight. Uh, the second night of a back to back, they were in Milwaukee last night, I guess. So that, that definitely. Maybe had something to do with it. Was it was a high emotion game for them. Yeah. For for whatever reason. It was. So, they play it was a tight game to the very end. Luke and Kyrie combined for 72. I mean, it was it was I thought in the first quarter we were going to have that type of game because after the first quarter they had 21 points. Yeah, they combined. both were in double figures but, and kind of shooting the shooting the ball really well. Um it was threes and free throws. We had no no Kevin Herter tonight, and once again, um, you know Duarte or someone else besides Malik Monk takes that starting role. Which I don't even know why I brought that up. We know that's a, that's not even a thing we have to talk about. Well, we did talk about it a couple pods of should Malik just start, and then Herter responded with like three in a row of. Some fire, uh, but he's he's dealing with a finger injury. So Chris Duarte came out, and man, he had best game of the year. Just came out to a hot start. What he hit two threes in the first quarter. Played some pretty solid defense. Um, so we're we're back on. He gave us a very he gave us a very Kevin Herter level game. He gave us Kevin Herter's baseline stats. He finished with thirteen points, eight rebounds, which was which was good. He's scrappy and four assists. Just a very Kevin Herter type of night. If you closed your eyes and just didn't hear the name Chris Duarte, you would have thought Kevin Herter was on the starting lineup tonight. Yeah. I was happy with it. Good minutes. No, he was perfectly fine. He guarded Luca way less than I thought. Yeah, we thought it was going to be Duarte on Luca when we got the starting five. Uh, but it, it turned out to be Keegan on Luca. but it didn't didn't really stay that way. It was Keegan on Luca. The Kings for, switched so much. They did. They, well, the that's the one thing Dallas does do if they have any movement is a pick and roll for Luca or just getting him on a secondary defender, um, because he's almost impossible to go over on a screen because he he keeps you on his hips so well he kind of can drag yeah, when you he off gets the his screen. body between you and the basket. 
And then if you go under, he's going to shoot it. So he, it kind of just forces teams to switch a lot, which sucks. Um, but we saw a lot of Harrison on, on Luca the rest of the, rest of the game. Funny note, um, I was watching the stream, so I'm I'm on NBA, have an NBA League Pass account, splitting it with a couple other Beam Fiends, and um, I live too close to Sacramento. Did I already tell this story on the pod? But yeah, I live too close to Sacramento. And not on the pod. Don't have basic cable, so I uh, had a lot of streaming problems tonight, and we'll get to that in the second quarter. But I was listening to the Mav stream tonight, and it was just hilarious because we we complained about the Kings, the Kings broadcast at times. But man, we we are actually kind of lucky, especially when Mark Jones is in the booth booth because the Mavs color guy. Was calling De'Aaron Fox six six tonight, and that just kind of blew my mind. Like, have you ever like read his player profile? I mean, he's long. I get it. He has long arms, but six six. They said Sabonis's scoring was down, and then yes, and then also said Sabonis's scoring was down, and then the the broadcast showed a graphic of Sabonis's last five games, which he's averaged like twenty four, and then the announcer goes, "Yeah, that's more like him," and I'm like. No, it's not actually. This is like he's averaging exactly what he what he's supposed to average this year. That's what he averaged last year. Like that's been the yeah, theme of the year. Better. He's slightly better at everything this year. But we probably it, it's just funny because uh, we don't if we had to talk like that's why we don't spend time talking about the Mavericks yeah, no, in this game because people would be trolling. Yeah, because we we watch one team. We're all idiots and think we're experts about our one team, which we are. We're the smartest. Uh, people that are talking about the Kings um, that have ever existed. So, okay. One side note to the uh, we don't watch other teams play enough to have a take about their team. I did not know that Dante Exum was still in the league. Con- Dude, good for you. I was thinking that too. I'm like, he for being a lottery pick to the Jazz, like a high lottery pick and never really working out. He's probably was this is this got to be like his 10th year or something. Good for him. Dude, he could have been a Sacramento King. Want, he, he refused to work out for the Kings, and the Kings did not draft him and ended up drafting Willie Cauley-Stein. They did not want anything to do with right, him. Yeah, let's, 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 let's move on yeah, from yeah, Willie Cauley-Stein yeah. talk. Shout out Dante Exum. You're still getting, you're still getting a, a contract. Good for Mavs you. lead by one after the end of the first. Uh, De'Aaron had 13 in that first. And like we said, Kyrie and Luka... Got off to good starts. I think Sabonis was in double figures as well with 11. So the stars stars were out early. Uh, so this is when I started having streaming problems right towards the end of the first, early second. So at one point, I had uh, KHDK uh, streaming through my Beats Pill with the G-Man on and just refreshing every stream that I could possibly have um, until it worked. So shout out Gary Gerald. Sweet. Oh, the sweet sounds of, of of Gary Gerald. He is truly one of the best in the business, and I wish I wish I just did that more. Just sync up broadcasts and throw on the radio cast because G Man works so hard, and he just hasn't lost a step. He's got the bucket. Oh, so oh, good, dude! I freaking love that guy. Uh, he's such a good, sweet old man, and this is something about that. He's just. He just is a sweet soul, and I love G. He did the NHR drags forever too. If you ever, uh, really, yeah, he was a big no, drag race. He did not. a drag race commentating. Just a total legend. He's got the bucket. 
And who had the bucket in the second quarter was Malik Monk. Malik Monk lead in the second quarter. There was only a couple guys that did significant damage from three points tonight, and it was Fox and Malik. Malik, for the second game in a row, was just killing teams from the outside. And when he's doing that, his game looks so fun. It's just so fun to watch the flash, and then he's just hitting crazy pull-up Dude, the threes. rhythm pull-up threes are just, they're wet. Yeah, the rhythm pull-up. They're just, uh, they're just fun. And then he immediately turns into, gets the hezzy going, and then that's when he'll gets the in and out going, and then he cups the ball. He had a really nice um, pick and roll with Sabonis where he just cradled it, little sidearm bounce pass off the pick and roll to Sabonis. Just pretty. I love it. He's got oh, he's got such a fun game. He probably outside of De'Aaron, obviously, he he's my favorite guy. When he's got it rolling, he's my favorite guy to watch. He might be more fun. When he's got it rolling, then Fox even because the type of flash that he plays with and swag and sizzle and ah, let me throw get the the Mark Jones Jerry Reynolds adjectives going because it actually is it's pretty sweet to watch. He's a very, he's a, such a fun player, man. I'm so happy he's a king. I'm really hoping that we're gonna find a way to pay him. I the only way I could see him leaving is if he wanted an expanded role and he could have an expanded role on a halfway decent team. But if he wants to be like the second guy or a star level player, I just don't see that being his path. And if he's content with being a six man and getting paid 15 to $18 million a year, I don't see him leaving the Kings. Yeah, because he could probably extend his career by another four or five years if he only plays. Like he played 18 minutes tonight. He could have played more. They didn't really need him to. But if he played... 18 to thir- anywhere from 18 to 32 minutes a night. He could probably have more of an expanded role than playing 35 minutes for the next six, seven years. I don't know how much that would truly ha- has on some, some guy, but, but to, to have a true defined role, like a six man role to me is almost as important as being the, th- the fourth guy, the fourth starter, you know, uh, you could argue that's that's when like if you have a this is one of the most the least important positions in basketball is the fifth right. starter right you could even argue the fourth starter is just, is because I would say the sixth man on a lot of teams is more important than the fifth starter and uh, and on some teams they're they're more important than the fourth starter and I I even think like right now that's almost the case for the Kings. Um, because if 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 Herter's having a bad game, he he can be covered up. If Malik's having a bad game, there's no one to really cover him up on the bench and do what he does. Uh, yeah, so, on those nights yeah. we just asked De'Aaron to, you know, that, to yeah, do that's, more. That's yeah. De'Aaron is the cover up to everybody on this team. Which, like you said, we started yeah, off with a good Harrison Barnes games, and I think we finished with a bad Harrison Barnes game. Um, we were getting the good and the bad of Harrison on possession to possession tonight, which is tough, you know, because it's usually a steady diet of good or a steady diet of bad with Harrison. And he was just up and down tonight. He had his moments. He was cutting while well. he was hitting a couple of shots. But then, you know, bad defense, stupid decisions. He had a couple of really bad turnovers. 
He's just looking lost out there. Not saying he looks lost as a player, but his his fit on this team is lost. His role is lost. Like he's fine for what they ask him to do, but I feel like he thinks he not that he he's playing out of control or anything. But I think he believes that he is he can play in a bigger role than what he's doing right now. And I think that'll make it easier for the Kings to move off of him when they eventually do move off of him because I think he is he's the movable piece. Yeah, he doesn't he's really the, need to do much more. I mean, he had twelve and six tonight, plus seventeen. If he could do that every night, I would be I would be ecstatic. He's he'd get slightly he'd be slightly overpaid for make from doing twelve and six, but plus if that's plus what seventeen is from a night and plus night. seventeen. Were we a plus minus pod? Yeah, he was. Fine. I think we're a plus minus pod. I kind of like the plus plus minus. We we've been a little bit too much on the individual game plus minus pod because I'm I'm not a big fan of that. But when when the stat works for the point I want to make, yeah. I'll pull it out. This doesn't really apply. <laughs> this stat. doesn't apply because I would think like, yeah, he's just Harrison Barnes, former team. We had Javale McGee revenge game, which I understand why Javale doesn't play with the Mavs because there's not enough movement. On this team for Javel, they don't play enough downhill pick and roll, uh, and I, yeah, especially off if he was coming off the bench. There's not really a not really a pick and roll guy off the bench that they have. It's really just Kyrie, Luca, and and Hardaway shooting threes. Um, they don't have really any other playmakers, so I'm happy we have Javel because I thought Javel played pretty well tonight in his limited minutes. I thought he's been good all season. You know, he he had he had a Javale moment today where he was driving and he tried to play make and threw the ball away. That was in the third quarter. I, I think that. We that had was one of those. The, I was we, I was stream uh, failing at that point. Oh, uh, dude, we had a point. We had a point Javale moment, Caleb, and you completely missed it. He had a sick block. It was upsetting. Though. It would. Yeah, he did. He did. He had a good dude. He he does his Six thing. Six and seven. I think he's happy to play under Mike Brown. Lynn is out for six to eight weeks. Lynn Sanity. So we're gonna get we're gonna get a lot of extended burn with JaVale and we're gonna really see what he's got at the backup center position for this team. And when Lyles comes back, I think it's going to be more Lyles playing small ball five against certain opponents, giving more minutes back to Sasha and then vice versa. When we play a little bit bigger teams, it'll be more of Lyles at the four, Sasha gets a DNP, maybe something like that. But we'll see when Lyles gets back, which should be in the next couple games. Uh, I'm excited. To get, I'm really excited to get Trey, Trey Lyles back. Kings led by five oh, at the half, uh, 70 65. Um, third quarter, Fox came out just str- <laughs> stroking it. Oz, <laughs> stroking it, stroking it, dude. His dude, his three point shooting is so fun. Oh, we missed at the end just, of the second quarter, though. That's when uh, Lee came back. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, I'm sorry. Keep going. During the third Keep quarter. Going. No, Fox, Fox was stroking it, as we would say. Pa- I, let's pause on that one. because We both paused. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was sexual, but not sexual. Um, <laughs> thank you, De'Aaron, for, for getting the three-point shot, for continuing to work and not getting complacent. You could have got complacent two years ago when you became a 20-point scorer and were just dominating with your athleticism. But he just kept working at it. And the and the good form has turned into a good shot, and De'Aaron is just killing people. Yeah, when he has got the three going like he did tonight, hit six of ten, shot ten of twenty from the field. Uh, dude, he got a little bit greedy with it too. There was he hit back to back, 
And then in transition, they had a three-on-one. He could have got all the way to the rack, and he just was like, ah, I'm going to yank this. It was just short. Once again, I want to see him get all the way to the rack there, but if he starts to... Him and Luca were trading. Yeah, they were. When he starts getting into to heat check from heat check rhythm from three, that's that's another thing we haven't just we don't see very often. And I think we're gonna start seeing it a lot more this year and it's gonna be a lot of fun. I have one question to ask you. So when you sent me the text, get get Harrison out probiotic, <laughs> what did you actually mean? Because I never got a satisfactory answer on what the fuck that was supposed I to be. I got really lazy with that text. Uh, I was trying to say getting Harrison out is a priority, and I just skipped the is a and just meant get Harrison out priority and hit pro and then probably missed a letter, hit a B, and then it just autocorrected, and I just sent it. So, yeah, that's me being a little lethargic this weekend. I'm finally feeling feeling a little bit back to, to normal, but, yeah, bad text, bad text. I didn't even try to correct it. I was like, I'll just save it for the pod because I know he'll bring this <laughs> up because that was a good text. I was so confused. I was sitting there like, you know, because this was the point of the game where it was starting to get a little bit out of hand. Not out of hand, but the Kings were starting to uh, enforce their will. They were playing defense without fouling. The Mavs were losing a little bit of the intensity. I really do think that if the Kings didn't continue to play hard throughout the entire game, the Mavs really could have stole one from us tonight because of the fouls. The three-point shooting was there. But we were just we just killed them with intensity, and we've been killing people with intensity all year long. Yeah, the pace didn't stop, and that worked into our favor. They couldn't keep up with it because they they were able to hold their own in the first half. But I think we just wore them out during the middle of the third when when we like you said once we stopped fouling and they stopped scoring without time coming off the clock and being able to catch their breath and um, and they play a smaller lineup, which is kind of funny. But yeah, I just thought our pace was 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 too overpowering um and and we're just so much i just think we're a much deeper team than than dallas like when malik came in the game it was obvious that he was a kind of the best best player off the bench between the two teams and you know he was really good in that third uh the kings went on a nice run to to end the third malik hit a couple of back-to-back threes and then keegan hit one uh with like four five seconds to go in the third no, just one thing I want to talk about because this again was the De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis quarter, the Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox game. And you sent me a text and said, "Why can't Domas? Not why can't Domas play at this level every night? But why can't he average twenty-two points a game? Why can't he average in the low to mid twenties? How do you think Sabonis gets there? And do you think it's just simply his shots? Do you think he just needs to shoot more and he'll be there, or do you think?" This is where he needs to stay. What were, what were your thoughts on Delmas? Because he's been on an amazing five-game run. All the shots that he looked uncomfortable taking in the Warriors series, he made tonight. He had a couple of turnarounds. Yeah, that turnaround, that turnaround jump shot was beautiful. His floater in the lane, uh, his face-up jumper. It's just there, and I think it could be there. He only took 15 shots tonight, 13 of 15, 6 of 10 at the line. But he could have could have shot 20. He could have got 40 tonight if he wanted. Not that I'm saying we needed it, but... It's there. I really, do, I really do think it it could be there if he wanted it. Uh, and then he just had a couple of takes. The 
the Euro with the right hand. He did that in the second quarter. Then he did it again in the third quarter where he was leading fast break and Euro stepped somebody going to his left, finished with the little cradle right hand, just things that big guys shouldn't be doing. So I definitely think, especially against a, a matchup tonight where you're going against a a rookie who just is not a grown man compared to you, like, and that's a lot of the centers in the NBA. There, this I think it, that's the weakest position probably in the NBA. It's, it's the tight end position of basketball. It's really, really good at the top, and then it just falls off after four, five, six. Um, I mean, you have Gobert, Towns, but I, I, one of them isn't really a true center right now. Right now, Singoon I think is going to be an absolute stud. And then I really starts to not not saying guys are bad, but you don't you just don't have that a bunch of twenty point scores at the center position. Like that, I think there's uh, Kyrie is averaging twenty four a game right now, and there's nineteen guys that are averaging more points than Kyrie, and there's probably only two or three centers, maybe two centers. It's probably just Embiid and Jokic. Yeah, that's um, it. So. I think it's there. I so I do think He's it's locked. there, and so I think for Domas, like there's something to be said about his positional value. He's he is so much better than 95 percent of the people that play his position, and there's something to be said for that because there's a lot of great point guards in in the world, and there's a lot of great guards, and we traded a great one for Sabonis, but Sabonis's positional value is not to be underestimated, in my opinion. It's not because he's so valuable to this team. It's not like he just does one thing. He does three things really, really well. And he's the, I think he'll probably, he'll catch Jokic. I think he'll lead the league in in rebounding again this year. Maybe he won't. I don't know. Jokic just got him, is off to a good start rebounding, but I think that'll be a, another goal. Be another goal. goal. Yeah. So going into the fourth Kings were up 11. They really just, like I said, I think they started to wear him down. And uh, I, I thought that that little run was was pretty huge. And yeah, Malik hit a shot. Keegan hit a shot, and we kind of just took over. We went up twenty with about six minutes left, and looked like Jason Kidd just waved the white flag. He took when Fox came out, Luca came out, and Kyrie came out, and the Kings kept the pace going and they kept the lead and neither team put back their star players into the game. Yeah. The Kings didn't even really get out to a great start in the fourth. Like they, the Mavs just couldn't score for like the first five minutes and the Kings literally like went on an eight Oh run, but it was not like a bang, bang, bang. It was like an, it was like a five. It was, it was like a 10 to 11 Oh run to the eight minute mark. Cause that's when De'Aaron came out of the game. It was very slow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we never saw De'Aaron again. And yeah, it, I think there were it, they kept Luca and Kyrie in for maybe a minute and a half or two after De'Aaron came out, and then then he called off the dogs. Um, we got we got to see Sean Holmes. Good to see him out there. No dreads. He cut the hair. Yeah, Texas. It's hot. I kind of missed. I like I like the dreads, Rashawn. I love Rashawn. I love you, Rashawn. It was really sad that he couldn't fit into that backup center position for the Kings when Sabonis came onto the roster because he was so good in his role when when he was the starting big on that team. I mean, we were terrible, but it's just, it, it sucked. 
that he was a casualty of that Sabonis trade that I just didn't see coming. And it's good to see that he's got another contract and he's on a, he's on a different team. Didn't really make sense. We thought he so you know it was good to see it was good, it was good to see. We thought Sean. he was going to fit into that role. That was yeah yeah. That was that was his role until he took over the starting position from Dwayne Deadman. God, that was such a bad idea. Yeah, man. I think but we yes, just he took the starting. He, role his prime was was what it was, and I think he. Poor guy had a lot of shit going on, and I, I, I just, I just think, yeah, I don't want to yeah. talk too much about it. He's not the bad no. guy in that situation either. If anyone cares, we love Rashawn. He's a good king. Good king. Anything else we missed tonight? Um, good king, good once man. again, no Kevin Herter, but we got a really good game from Chris Duarte. Uh, we got a good, we got a good floor game from Keegan Murray as well. Keegan Murray had a good floor game. He played really well. He he did a lot of things good. I think he is fully committing to the I'm going to try to score at all three levels. He's shooting a lot less threes. I don't know if that it's a combination of him not shooting the ball well or what the problem is, but he's his volume three-point shooting is way down this year, but his at-the-rim percentage and his mid-range percentage is way up. His shots per game are about the same, so he's trying to get it in different ways. And I think over the course of the year and the course of his career, I think that's going to be a good thing if he commits to that early in the season and says, I'm not just going to be a, a high-volume catch-and-shoot guy. And B, that's gonna be my bread and butter. He's gonna he's gonna do different things. He did a couple straight line drives tonight. He made a couple moves in the mid range, made a couple passes, did a couple. He did a lot of impressive things, and his rebounding's way up this season. So it's good to see. Yeah, I like it. I want him to go to the rack more because I think if he adds a different wrinkle to the game when he can get to the rack, they haven't they don't have enough. I, I outside of him, but they have other shooters. They have other guys that can sit in the corner shoot threes. They don't have other six eight guys that can hesitate, jab step somebody, hit a fall away jumper, or get to the rack, dunk on somebody. That's that's really who he needs to be. And I think it, once again, it's the Mike Brown reverse psychology effect of getting in his head a little bit, and it's working. Maybe not for the the three point percentage that we want to see, but it's forcing Keegan to be like, okay, I, I want to do other things. Maybe not. Maybe that's not what Mike's goal is, but that's my what I think's going on. Um, but I, I'm here for it. I want to see Keegan getting to the rack. I want to see those uh, those mid range pull ups, those fall away, fade away in the lane floaters. Like I just I love that p- part potential part of his growth as a scorer. I'm in one more thing too. I think we should uh, take a moment to appreciate Mike Brown and uh, and just the whole team these last two years, you know, because before last year we had, I think, three winning streaks. One or it was it was between one and three winning streaks of over five games in the entire playoff drought era, and we've had about five of them since Mike Brown's been in the been in here and this team has done its thing. And then we're on our six game, six game winning streak, second longest streak in the NBA currently. We're at eight. We're at seven and f- eight and four. Eight and four. Seven and four. I think we're at uh, eight, eight and four. Eight and four. Eight and four. We doub- we've we've doubled up Caleb's prediction that we'll never go back under five hundred is looking fantastic, and I just want to appreciate how sick this oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah. I called that at a good time. We were only one game one over. Game it could have been sketch. Over. Now look at us. Look at us. Know, Four games over. Back. Let's let's keep it rolling. I I think uh, two two big games against the Pelicans who are, who are off to a kind of a weird start. They're a 500 team. 
I think you just got to split those two, and uh, it, and hopefully they could pull that game out against Minnesota because that would be a a huge game. I think we could lock up a top eight position because they go there's you take one group winner and then there's one wild card team from each thing, and I think if we can get to three wins, one loss at the worst then we'd be looking pretty good to make it to the final eight. And uh, I've had mixed opinions about that mid-season tournament, but it would be pretty badass to make it to Vegas and be in the knockout round. Let's go. We should go. That'd be fun. Yeah, let's, let's go. Probably hell- Where are they playing it at? Allegiant? I have no, I have no idea. Playing I have no the, way it's at Allegiant. No way. <laughs> the Sphere? I don't know. I've, I haven't seen. Is it at the, like, the Wilcox Center or whatever it's called? I don't know. That'd be interesting. I don't know either. So the pack book. Pac-12 tournament's going to be in Vegas, too. Vegas is just, it's the... Now they got a baseball team. New sports capital, man. All right, well, good pod. Uh, good good, good couple wins this weekend. Uh, we'll be, uh, hopefully, we'll be back on later this week. Yeah, dude, the, the Kings have been so good. They're stretching us thin, man. We had to, we had to do yeah, a lot dude. of podcasting lately because the Kings have been on such a fucking heater. Well, the weekends are weird because we're, you know, we're... We're doing other things. Yeah, and yeah, getting sick definitely wasn't good for me. But uh we're we're still we're still good. We almost did a flu pod yesterday. But uh we almost had a flu game from Caleb. Yeah, it would have been a really really gritty performance for me, but you kind of got one from me anyway. Still still not 100%, but you know, throughout this pod I feel like a little bit better. I feel like I needed to get back in pod and that now I'm feeling feeling good again. But uh all right, Kings win. Um two beams one pod, baby. Two beams, one pod. They beat San Antonio Friday night, 129-120. And, hey, they put up 129 points again tonight and beat the Dallas Mavericks, 129-113. 129 is a new number. Dude, we're on the street, baby. Beat.